and welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin. The Auto Week podcast gets you to the essence of the automobile. And today, we are talking about the 2022 Kia Telluride. You can take a look at this Kia on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're out there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page and click that like button. That way you get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Kia in just one second, but first we have to pay the bills. Want to go behind the scenes with the editors of Auto Week, Car and Driver, and Road and Track? Become a member of the Track Club and receive six supersized issues of new Road and Track, plus access to digital content, dozens of partner privileges, exclusive invites to editorial events, and first dibs on insider automotive events both online and around the world. Hop on in by visiting roadandtrack.com slash autoweek. That's R-O-A-D-A-N-D-T-R-A-C-K dot C-O-M forward slash A-T-O-W-E-E-K. And Patrick, you're here today to talk about something that, you know, the fine folks of Colorado would call a city. The Kia Telluride, the 23 Kia Telluride, if I'm not mistaken. 22? 22. 22 Kia Telluride. Beautiful car. Love it, car. Patrick, how are you and how was it? I am great. And so was the car. Not the city. I was in the three row crossover from Kia and uh, I had a wonderful time with it. It was something that I was looking forward to driving a lot because I've heard a lot of great things about it, even from your very lips. On this very show, I've heard some really nice things about it. So I was very curious to get behind the wheel, and it uh, it hit all my expectations. Well, that is good, because we did set some high expectations for it uh, when we did it a couple of years ago, which is crazy to talk about now. But for those that haven't listened to the Telluride uh, quick spin from the way back when it was 2020, when the vehicle launched, uh, give us the brass tacks. What's power in this bad boy, and what, what is the hard numbers? What, what are we looking at here? So this one that I had was the... Uh, SX with the V6. It's a 3.8 liter V6 with 291 horsepower, naturally aspirated, eight-speed all-wheel drive. Uh, and it doesn't get good, great fuel economy. I'll say that. Talking about as long as we're talking about the powertrain, but um, yeah, I mean it's plenty of power. It's got um, it's obviously big, but it doesn't really feel like you're driving something quite so huge, and it's nicely appointed inside it's not kind of super crazy luxury but it definitely doesn't feel cheap it's kind of hits that sweet spot and i think altogether for the price it's it's something special but patrick you take us on a quick little walk around of this telluride to give us your thoughts on it and we're going to jump to that right now i am walking down the street towards the mine for the weekend 2022 kia telluride sx and my eyes are immediately drawn to it, which is saying a lot because this is a three-row SUV, not the most sexy, not the most exciting of segments, but still, you want to look at it, which is very, very impressive. This is definitely not a small vehicle. It's imposing, but in a good way. Really nice grill doesn't have one of those mean aggressive looks but it also doesn't look like a silly smiley face this one has really nice uh 20 inch black alloy wheels they're on uh michelin primacy ltx tires and let's hop inside here because i know that when wesley last drove this while he did move a couch he didn't actually test out the back back seat to see if he could fit in there. So I'm getting in now. The ooh, 
The interior is really nice. Um, let's get all the way on the way back. Now, bear in mind, I am six feet tall. And getting in here, the seat is not pushed forward in front of me. Um, not bad. Uh, I mean, I can't really stretch out my legs. But especially if, you know, I asked whoever was in front of me to move the seat up a little bit. I think I'd be very comfortable for a really long time in here. This particular one has the uh, two-row captain's chairs, which I don't think that's how I would do it. I'd probably want uh, two bench seats uh, behind the front, but that's all right. And yeah, you know, this isn't really a Genesis, Lexus, Mercedes, BMW level of fit and finish and trim and luxury inside, but... It's still very nice and, I don't know, it feels really good in here. All right, let's get back to the studio. And back to the studio is where we are. And good point, Patrick. I did move a couch with it, but I did not sit in the back seat, which is uh, a little oversight on my part. But if you can fit in there, I mean, we're both above average in, uh, in leg length, I think. Listen, you, you probably got a couple inches on me, Wesley, but yeah, yeah we're longer fellas sure so if you can i mean i'm i'm only six one and when i wake up in the morning i'm like five eleven when i go to sleep my back is just like a, a <laughs> spring that's out of uh out of, has no more uh stretch to it but uh if you can fit back there somewhat comfortably that's good enough for pr- most most folks yeah no it it, it was I, I was uh pleasantly surprised by that but uh you being a new father congratulations oh thank you what was it like experiencing the the vastness of a three-row crossover from the perspective of, of, of a family man? I mean, it made me realize why you might want more space than you necessarily need in the sense of like, okay, like we're a family of three and you'd think that, you know, maybe, you know, just a regular, like a, whatever, CX-5, I always think of as sort of the default, you know, that could totally work for us. But having something with three rows... Other people could get in the car with us. Obviously, can have a lot more storage space. The the back row folds over very easily. So I I can really see its appeal having something a little bit bigger. While at the same time, it's not like super gigantic, right? It's yeah, and and it, and it, it definitely drives like it's smaller. So I can I can really understand why it's so popular. Oh, for sure. I mean. Uh, just looking at the the raw numbers here, someone pulled a tape measure and it measured one ninety six point nine inches, which, believe it or not, Patrick, is only five six inches longer than the Subaru Outback you just had. How, uh, wow. how much larger did this vehicle feel than that Outback? It it did feel larger for sure, but I think part of that is that you're higher, and I think that that can like be a little deceptive in terms of what what it feels like. Um, but it definitely seemed like there was a lot more cargo space. What also matters is how it drives. And you take us on a quick little drive of the Telluride. We're going to go to that right now. Road and Track is now fully loaded. Subscribe today at a special intro price of only 30 bucks a year, and we'll send you every supersized collectible volume of Road and Track magazine. Learn more about the Reimagined Lifestyle magazine for automotive enthusiasts at rodentrack.com slash autoweek. I am piloting my Telluride down some of the most 
challenging roads in existence. Right now I am on the southbound FDR Drive in Manhattan. Uh, it's kind of uh, going between stop and go and go, go, go. So actually kind of really getting a good feel about what it's like to drive this. And it's great. Um, it does not feel its size, for one thing. Um, you do not feel like you are, you know, driving around three rows of car in it. Um, it's peppy. So this has the uh, 3.8 liter V6. Um, I think it's around 290 horsepower, uh, 260-ish pound-feet of torque. So plenty of oomph when you need to change lanes. Speaking of changing lanes, this particular one has every driver assist technology you could possibly fathom, um, including uh, my personal favorite, the little camera on either side of the vehicle that goes on when you uh, sort of like behind you a little bit to the side whenever you change lanes and turn on the signal. So, so that's pretty sweet. Uh, you know, this, this key is definitely trying to keep me and my passengers safe. Um, in terms of, like, the layout, the ergonomics, I think it's uh, all pretty, like, top-notch. You know, like I mentioned, it's maybe not, like, the super high-luxury, um, high-end uh, feel and touch of everything. But that said, definitely very nice, and everything is kind of where you want it to be. It's got a uh, pretty big touchscreen, about 10 and a half inches. Uh, let's give a little goose here. All right. Yes. Before we get too deep into it, Patrick, there is one question that is uh, pertinent to the Telluride. It's cost. How much did this Telluride set you back? Uh, it sent me back zero dollars. Well, that is but- true. It this would send one back uh forty nine thousand one hundred twenty dollars. Uh that's kind of right in line with the average transaction price of a car these days. Yeah, I mean that's what I was thinking. Like it sounds expensive, but bearing that it fact in mind, it's you get a ton of vehicle for what that for that price, I think. I mean you, you can sort of describe it as a fantastic value if you if you look at it as you're hovering near the average transaction price. I will say this much about the Telluride. Uh, the biggest difference, say, or the most obvious difference between the ones we drove, the new Kia logo. Do you have an opinion on the... I'm not a big fan of it myself, but what, what are your thoughts on the new Kia logo? How's it, how does it look on the Telluride? Well, I'm going to out myself as a Star Trek nerd and say it looks like it's in Klingon okay. uh, to me. Um, so, you know, I'm going to like that. You know, I know, you know, you might think, oh, the Klingons are the bad guys. They're actually just, you know, a different mis- from misunderstood the Federation. Um, exactly. Right. In the old series, very evil. Now we're kind of looking at them through a different lens. But that aside, um, yeah, I, I don't mind it, to be honest. I, I don't, I don't mind it. What, what do you just like about it? I just like the old Kia logo. I like that it was yeah. like a circle. And it was fine. But some, some folks come for the, uh, the hard-hitting question, which is the question we're getting to right now. Patrick, on Quickspin, we try to get to the essence of the automobile. And the Kia Telluride for 22 is no 
exception. So I ask my friend, what is the essence of the Kia Telluride? What makes this thing special? Why would I, why should I go out and buy one even though I don't think I can? Well, I think that to be honest about it, the reason that you would get a vehicle like this, a three row crossover is for its utility. And by utility, that means space, which probably means you have, uh, you know, large-ish family or group of people, whatever, that you're driving around with. So bearing that in mind, to get a combination of, you know, practicality, a good-looking vehicle, lots of room, good power, if not the best fuel economy, uh, it's, it's got that complete package thing, if if that's the segment that you're, you're looking at. Um, and, you know, compared to its competitors, I think that you would get probably more from this uh, than, than you would from them. So that's kind of the heart of it. I, it just, it, it hits its class really well. I couldn't agree more. And, and that class is one of the hottest uh, segments. Exactly. I hate, hate that's to use that word, but yeah. That's, and that's what's like saying a lot about this. Uh, and again, like it has a great reputation. I was very excited to drive it. And, uh, you know, I, I can understand why. Like it's, it's a really, it's really good. It's just well, well put together in all aspects. Well, I couldn't agree more. And I think listeners, you can go back to my drive of the 2020 Telluride and hear me say that uh, I also enjoyed it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm on tape saying I, I'm a fan of this car. And I'm on tape saying I'm a fan of you, Patrick. Thank you so much for joining Aww. us today. Thank you, Wesley. Anytime, anytime. And thank you, listener. If you could, head over to the Apple Podcast Store. Drop us a five-star review. Let us know what you want to hear about in the future and what you like hearing about the right now. If you could, head over to Facebook and click that like button. That way we get all the great AutoWeek content sent directly to you. I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I do mean it. Without your listenership, none of this could be possible. So thank you for listening.